All right, MCW faithful, you already know what time it is. Every Tuesday night at 8, another exciting and insightful edition of the MCW cast. I'm legacy MCW announcer Larry Legend. I'm MCW promoter Dan McDevitt. And I'm Tara, the heart of MCW, as Danny Mays loves to call me every week, and I thank you for that um, every week, so thank you. Yes, indeed. Danny Mays christened you in one of the commercials that we had uh, last season on the MCW cast. Mm -hmm. He he called us all all out by name, and I love that moniker, honestly. I always tell wrestlers, I want more to say. I don't want to just announce you as... Dan McDevitt, I want to say MCW owner, corporal punishment, you know, to lead into that. So, well, yeah. I fully embraced it now. And I also want to say thank you to all the birthday love I got in recent weeks. Um, I know people were sharing that and were also calling me that. And I was very, very flattered and thought that was deserving of a T-shirt of its own. So there we go. <laughs> well, you, ver- you are very much the heart of MCW. Um, I always refer to you're my wrestling wife. <laughs> yeah. um, we, that is true. I, a, a wrestler, we have a three-way marriage. Me, oh, my. Dennis, me Dennis, and Tara. <laughs> right? As a, as a wrestling wife because I, you, you truly are a big part of what we do, and me and Dennis couldn't do half of what we do without oh, you. Thank so you. I you do probably talk to you guys, the two of you, more than just about anybody else. There are some weeks that I talk to both of you more than my kids. Yeah, so, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> like on a week like this, which we are here, you might notice our background yeah, is a we bit are, different. We're we're not we are on the road MCW mm-hmm. cast on the road we're not obviously in studio because we're in the basement of the Hollywood Volunteer Fire Department we're not quite in the basement we have not one quite. more flight of stairs to go down and then we're officially in the basement but we are here in the Hollywood Volunteer Fire Department where they graciously let us use this room to do our recording yeah to get a couple episodes yeah, filmed so indeed um, being on the again like you said. Um, this has been nonstop the week leading up to this. I know Dennis the same. I, barely all of us who have regular jobs that we take care of. Um, it was almost impossible to get anything accomplished the week leading up um, yeah. to the, the, this weekend of Hollywood Celeb Fest and Baltimore Celeb Fest. Just nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, even right up to the night before Friday night, I'm getting texts about people missing flights at 1 in the morning. Like, I missed a flight. I need, you know... Amy Lita had some, you know, flight issues is, you know, like it one. I'm like, oh, it never ends. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? And we have to, you know, rearrange and make make plans. So, yeah, I'm printing lineups at two thirty in yeah, the morning. Just I non, mean, like it doesn't non-stop. stop. And then you wake up four hours later and you're like, all right, today's the day. Yeah. Like, you know, you're full of energy, like, you know, lots of energy drinks help that, too. But, um, you know, this is something that we all really get strength from. Like, we enjoy being around the crowd to uh n- Day one of the Celeb Fest. This is a two-day Celeb Fest. Um, Day one is in Hollywood, which has such a great crowd. It was really great to see people come out today and interact and not just be, you know, bystanders or participants in the show, but to actually get out there and meet and greet and see them interacting. And I had more than one fan come up to me and say, thank you for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the first time anything like this has been in Southern Maryland. So, you know, who better to bring that than us? And and maybe probably Hollywood Celeb Fest will probably become a yearly event down here. I'm sure. So. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That would be awesome. Well, if you're uh, listening to us on uh, Facebook or YouTube, thank you for listening to us live, watching the video. If you're listening to us on all the major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Castbox, thank you, thank you, thank you for subscribing, following us, and checking us out every single week. So we're bringing you lots of good stuff from Celeb Fest. Episode 56. That's right. right. Yeah. And just to give people a heads up, these 
next couple weeks. They may be a little bit shorter episodes because unlike normally time when we have, you know, we've we've done episodes that have been two hours, mm-hmm. two and a half hours sitting down talking to people. There's a lot of time crunches mm-hmm. um, in this while we're recording these. Um, there's 50 over 50 stars um, yeah. in this weekend doing and they're doing signings and there's ton of media. There's local newspapers. There's, you know, other wrestling websites and, you know, here to try to get interviews. So we are kind of time crunched mm-hmm. and we're doing two conventions and two shows all in 48 hours <laughs> and trying to get episodes of the podcast film. So if these who episodes, this crap? who booked this crap? Oh, we did. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's a lot to get in. Um, so these next, the, the, the up next couple weeks episodes, we're going to get in, they may be a little bit shorter, but we're going to try to get some really good guests in here. Um, interesting mm-hmm. conversations that we can have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, with that being said, who is our guest this, th- for this episode? Larry, you want <laughs> episode 56? Absolutely. So excited to have joining us on the MCW cast, formerly known as Eric Rowan, now known as Eric Redbeard. He'll be with us right after this. Show your support for the MCW cast while sporting some great gear by going to teespring.com slash stores slash MCW cast. You can pick up a full line of official MCW cast merchandise from coffee mugs and face coverings to t-shirts and sweatshirts. Visit teespring.com slash stores slash MCW cast. And we are back here in studio with our guest, Eric Redbeard. Eric, thanks for joining us on the MCW cast. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, <laughs> you're very animated. Huh? It, you know, it, yes. it's the coffee. And uh, shout out to all our coffee club subscribers who have kept us nice and caffeinated. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're, right. we're glad to have you. I guess you're used to do, doing that, like bringing us back, because we're not actually in studio or technically in the Yeah, true, true. This indeed. week we're in the basement of the Hollywood Volunteer Fire Department mm-hmm. in Hollywood Celeb Fest. We're not in studio this week. But. And I can That's tell right. you're a ring announcer because you are animated. Larry's a great ring announcer, yeah. actually. That's what he's, yeah. Sometimes a little too animated, honestly, <laughs> uh, is the feedback that I've gotten. Because I find that uh, the higher and higher you go, they kind of want the announcer to kind of fade into the background there. I mean, I feel like I know this guy. Like, uh, <laughs> you in the theater? Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. I calls him like I see him. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you say that because the more and more we've had uh, guests on the cast, we've found out that a lot of them have had origins in musical theater or mm-hmm. stage combat or something like that and tara we're both 20 years in and yeah. i remember when i first started i kind of kept that on the low ski that like i had a background in, like you know west side story <laughs> and things like that um because i thought that i would be kind of like ostracized well it's uh, it's, it's funny you say that because i always thought why did i want to become a wrestler and i always look back to like oh well when i was in elementary school i was in theater i was in beauty and the beast playing you know the beast yeah. I, I was in like a play called arrow man playing the lead like this this superhero that you know couldn't even spell or you know he was just dumb like <laughs> period like just oblivious to everything and then fast forward i was you know in in choir and singing but i the whole while i was in sports and loved doing sports football and mm-hmm. my football coach and my my uh choir you know teacher they hated each other so it was like that you can only do one or you can do the other i went off to college to play football and i Mm -hmm. wanted to to sing too but you had to make a choice either Mm -hmm. one or the other and it wasn't until i got sick um playing uh football i got a respiratory virus rsv Mm -hmm. which is very similar to what COVID is and Mm -hmm. the experiences from what i'm told and you know knock on wood i haven't 
gotten COVID yet, but uh, being sick, I realized, well, this football thing, I don't really want to do it no more. I, I miss something. Mm-hmm. And I watched, was watching a lot of wrestling, and wrestling had elements of theater, acting, and um, sports. And that's when I told my mom I'm quitting college. Ooh. And I'm going to become a professional wrestler, Mom. This was in 2002. So my sophomore year of college, I decided to do this. And she said, just get a community college. Get that. So mm-hmm. I tried that for half a semester while working at a gentleman's club to survive. <laughs> and, right. And uh, I'm training uh, to become a wrestler with Eddie Sharkey. And, yeah, I ended up dropping school and just concentrating on wrestling. But then fast forward to 2020. I uh, um, got let go the part, first part of the right. WWE's mm-hmm. massive releases of yeah, COVID. Yeah. Um, hence, my last show was the last live show they had before COVID. Oh, wow. And then they kept me under contract for like a month. And then they let me go, which is weird because it's like you're used every week. Right. And then, right. hey, out of here, which, you know, has become the norm lately. Yeah. It seems like the norm. Um, mm-hmm. But a day later, I got a call from David Arquette to an opportunity to do some film and acting and perfect transition from wrestling obviously acting mm-hmm. so yep. you know it's just it's weird you know like the you talk about theater and just how much uh, performance art is really in wrestling mm-hmm. you're not always given a chance to show it you know obviously yeah. you know certain companies make you you know into a certain character or they give you a certain storyline where hey i did a storyline where i had a cage I wasn't able to talk. Right. Right. They specifically don't give you time. But that just came off the time before. They let you speak, let you do this. Mm-hmm. But then they give you a different storyline. Hey, don't do this, don't do that. That's acting. Yeah. Well, and it's being adaptable, too. I mean, and that's something, especially, like, if you learn any kind of improv or anything like that, you're you're learning how to act on the fly and respond. And you control your facial expressions, your body language. All of that plays into wrestling. Yeah. And all this is leading to a shameless plug into a movie that was uh, released this week, February 3rd, uh, called Ghost of the Ozarks. It's available um, for rent and purchase on demand through Amazon, Apple, any kind of streaming services, or at select Alamo Drafthouse. Uh, you can watch the movie. Ghost of the Ozarks starring David Arquette, uh, a wonderful uh, actor that's just getting his start in Tommy Hobson. Um, gives phenomenal performances the lead. Um, Phil Morris, um, who you know from almost everything, um, he's uh, plays Cyborg's dad in the Doom Patrol series. Oh, okay. Um, Angela Bettis, uh, I probably said Tim Blake Nelson, David Arquette, and Tara Perry. And this and, is a and myself. Movie? And this and, is a horror movie. And this right? is a horror thriller set oh, in the eighteen okay. sixties. Oh, wow. Okay, you like and, horror movies. And, right? and my daughter, my yes. daughter, this is my my daughter. That's our thing. Yeah, um, my, is horror movies, and that's you yeah, know, my that's son so, loves it too. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So that's that's our thing. That's our daddy daughter thing. That that's was our eleven year old. Yeah, like my this. mom. <laughs> that's what my dad. My mom. She's always my. She's finding them on uh, on our um, Amazon. T- you know, mm-hmm. Amazon and Netflix and uh, the Fire Stick, and she's always. And she's always finding him. It's like, Dad, I found one. I found yep. one. So, yeah, it's our thing. So now forgive awesome. me. I, I think I've just answered a lot of your questions without you had, you know, having to ask me anything. But it was all off this gentleman, you know, and mm-hmm. his, his theater persona got me uh, talking. But uh, 
now I'm sorry. Oh, no. I, I feel okay. like I've been a rude guest. No, no, guest. no. I, I, I guess as somebody that lets uh, the, the host speak, and I'm going to be quiet and listen to a question. <laughs> so, I, so I have a question for you. You mentioned when you were talking about the getting into, act, it, like it sounded like in your college years, were you a, a fan of wrestling growing up as a young child, or you just found it later in life? Um, I had memories of, like, you know, you watch, like, the Hulk Hogan, yeah. Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. Like, it's on in the background, but you but, have the yeah. toys. Then mm-hmm. I forgot about it until right. I like, became, like, a senior in high school. And I was like, oh, look, this this whole, like, you know, The Rock. And it's kind of at the end of the Attitude Stone Era, yeah. Gold, time-wise. Yeah. Kane, and, like, I think one of the matches I watched was Kane versus Test at, like, No Mercy, oh, like, yeah. just on, like, a DVD. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then mm-hmm. in college, that's when I really started getting into it because my buddy would, you know, get the pay-per-views mm-hmm. right so yeah. like i think one of the papers i watched was like a no way out where like the nwo comes to wwe and mm-hmm. that whole thing so i'm like he's giving me tapes showing me what ecw was and like i'm like oh this is really mm-hmm. cool this would be fun and kind of like like i said it had all yeah. the elements of like everything that i've always kind of wanted to do though it was a crazy journey to get there how long so like that 2002 how long did you did you do the indies then for a while before you got signed by wwe yeah i was uh in 2003 i had my first match and i was i'm from minnesota so like i wasn't traveling crazy going from out of town so i was like minnesota wisconsin you know some iowa shows you know like that was the area that i would do and i would work a full-time job and Mm -hmm. in I never really took a chance of myself. I never reached out to like companies trying to say, this is what I want to do. I didn't know the direction to go or right. how to get there. And I finally took a chance with a, a wrestler named Dinty Moore, who is a Beer City Bruiser. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 ROH. Yeah. And um, El, another wrestler named El Vato. And we drove to Harley Race's camp because I was out in you know, Milwaukee at the time. And we all drove out there, stayed out there, paid $500, which to me was mind-blowing. I'm like, why am I paying money <laughs> to, you know, I'm already, I'm already trained, I'm already trained wrestler. Right, yeah. I'm learning from different people. Like, why am I, but I'm in one spot. Mm-hmm. So I think Simon Dean was there from, you know, WWE yeah. um, to scout talent. And Harley was there, obviously, um, his wife, BJ. And they had uh, pro wrestling Noah out there as well and a, a couple of representatives and i remember that week it was just like training was like brutal like the guys were like you know just like getting tired and it was just a, a week of just drills drills mm-hmm. drills and after each drill across the street was ace steel's you know gym in the town of eldon missouri mm-hmm. and i'd walk across the street and i'd work out after we <laughs> did it but I, i'd looked around and i was the only guy from the camp lifting weights Right. Except for the Japanese guys that came, who happened to be the pro wrestler, um, wrestling Noah representatives. Mm-hmm. And um, it came time for the big show. They selected people to be on the show. I was selected. My blood work didn't come through from Minnesota. Missouri had to have yeah. a, a commission. Uh-huh. And uh, it's something they were missing didn't come through i so i couldn't be on the show i was devastated i spent this money like there goes my chance and two weeks later or a week later uh bj messaged me hey would you like to go to japan they like it sucks that you could do the show but they saw your drive and your dedication and they want you to go live in the dojo and i did that Mm -hmm. for three months uh 
which was tough because I was a single dad at that moment. Oh, yeah. Of uh, a tiny little precious child, Gavin, (laughs) my son. And uh, he was like, I don't know, like still crawling around. So he's like still like six, seven months old when I left. Mm -hmm. And I left for three months and there was no like video phone. And I I can't Mm -hmm. talk to him because, and he can't see me. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I finally come back after that three months, he's walking. Oh, it was, it was the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I did that and then I went back, got a regular job again. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did like one tryout and it went horrible. I, I got in the ring with somebody that I didn't know how to, uh, like, communicate with him mm. in the ring because the kid had no training. Oh, wow. So we were told to get out of the ring. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Uh, but, hey, everything worked out, and eventually, you know, when the time was right, I got offered the contracts to go to FCW, and mm-hmm. kind of the rest was history after that. That's the worst feeling because I, <clears throat> I started training in 91, um, and, and I had those like do, did like squash matches, and I had a couple tryouts. It's the, it's such an intimidating feeling. Like you do the tryout, and it's like Dean Malenko and got you know what I mean, just sitting there watching you, and then like something goes bad. It's the worst feeling. Like you, and you get out, and they're just like, yeah, okay, go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's 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 a, a lot of pressure. So, um, but then what? What? When did they sign you? When did they sign you? Uh, like January, so right when 2011 started. So at the end of 2010, I got signed, and then I yeah. was able to go out there. And then when did they? You guys end up together with the Wyatts? Because for me, I, 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 that was I thought like the whole vision of you guys together. I was kind of like not watching WWE a lot at the time. Mm-hmm. Still, obviously involved in wrestling, but um, I remember when I first time I saw you guys, I was like, wow, that is. I just you know, yeah, um, we were put together basically kind of like me and uh, John uh, Harper were put together in FCW Mm -hmm. kind of just taking and you know like he didn't have trunks to wear they made him wear black trunks so it was like (laughs) obviously and I was wearing trunks as well so it was like not the incarnation of the the Wyatt family once (laughs) think it would be and I remember once they had NXT TV and not the competition show Right, right. Um, but the actual film at Full Sail mm-hmm. show, they had the Bray Wyatt character have a son, and that first son was, you know, John. Right. And then he re- debuted. I think he had one more match, and then they said to me, "Okay, well, you know, in two days or a day, you're—I think it was the day before—they're like, you're going to be the second son, and you're going to come out to the ring." And I'm like, all right, cool. But I'm wearing, you know, I got a Viking symbol on my trunks. It's the Velk, not same as on this ring here. Mm-hmm. Like, I was doing, like, kind of a Viking character. Right. Because right. I look kind of like a Viking, and I'm yeah, Scandinavian. I can see that. <laughs> and, which I was told will never work, you know. <coughs> Raiders. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, so, like, the whole thing was funny because I didn't have anything to wear. And I'm debuting on TV, so I'm like, well, what do you guys want me to wear? I mean, I have pajamas. I can't wear jeans. I, I can't. I can't. I can't wear jeans because John's wearing jeans. I'm not right. gonna. We're not gonna look exactly the same. I think that looks ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like, you know, like twins. Right. Like the Bellas. Yeah. <laughs> they can get away with it. So like, 
I had, you know, like pajamas in the back. I had, you know, wrestling trunks, but they all had Viking symbols. It would make no, no sense for me to be wearing wrestling right. gear in this in this group. And I had, from a reality show I had done in 2010 in Norway, um, I had farmer coveralls that I was given to herd cattle in Norway. <laughs> yeah, it was like the Amazing Race. It was right. called Old for Norway. It was on okay. TV out there. Um, I didn't win that show. Uh <laughs> But the day of the show, I say, to, I think it was Road Dog. I was like, you know, here's what I have. I'm thinking about wearing this. I can cut the sleeves off. I mean, it was tight. It was yeah. tight. Like, it didn't fit too well. I, I remember I debuted with it, and it ripped in the crotch immediately. There's a reason I wasn't moving well in the early days of the Wyatt family. It's because I was really getting used to wearing that outfit light jackets yeah. and coveralls because... The minute I was able to take that stuff off, I was able to do so much more in the ring. Yeah. And there's, right. a, there's a reason for that. Yeah. I could not move worth the life of me. Uh, every t- every time you'd see me before a full sale taping, I'd be down, you know, in the locker room, and I'd be sewing uh, my crotch. <laughs> so, Whose idea was the mask? Oh, that was going to ask that. Oh, right. <laughs> and, and that was that was I've another that was another thing uh, with just me saving things mm-hmm. is. Uh, we would do promo days, and I remember in the early days of like trying to come up with like us being a group. Possibly, um, one day, Wyndham Bray he gave me like a bunch of different masks, and one was like a clear one that I cut like the the bottom of it off so you could see my mm-hmm. beard, and I put makeup on it, you know, like kind of like cowboy, you know, the Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo okay. Bill, mm-hmm. and then he gave me like a pig mask, you know, like, and then. One was a clown mask, and then the other was a lamb mask. Mm-hmm. So I tried each one, and every time Dusty Rose, who was the promo guy, uh, top promo class, he'd be like, oh, why why you put that mask on? Why you put that? He's like, why cover up that beautiful face? Like, it's money, money. <laughs> I'm terrible at that, by the way. <laughs> uh, but uh, he thought my face was money, being... I look like a deranged killer if I want to. And, uh, you know, I agreed to an extent, but not the extent of not saving that mask. So then, fast forward, we were doing promos to go, you know, the first vignettes that you guys saw when the Wyatt family was coming right. to Raw. Mm-hmm. A little bit different than the vignettes you see now, like Veer is coming. Oh, my goodness. Yes. been coming uh, for, yeah. for a long, long time. time. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I kept that lime mask and all the other masks and the day we shot I'm like I pulled of all the masks that I had in there I pulled out the lamb mask and I'm like can we use this and they're like oh, we'll do a couple shots with it and they did a couple shots with it and they liked it so yeah. from there on I was able to use it and then fast forward I used that same mask and like incarnations I used one like with like like I said I made one into like a clown mask mm-hmm. I made one with antlers like for SummerSlam so mm-hmm. like I've always you know, liked doing that because right. it incorporated different aspects of, yeah. like, you know, Leatherface from Dexter Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre. I always had these different kind yeah. of masks. And to me, that was always cool. Yeah, and being a, a horror fan, a horror film fan, and it's, that's one of the things, like, I that really stood out to me. Like, when the riot, when you guys came on, like, you, I, I thought that was really cool. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I thought that was, that stood out to me, and I, I just thought, 
Yeah, and it was neat to see like so many kids in the audience with the lamb mask on and everything. And even my own kid wanted one, so he was like, "Can I please have one of the masks?" Like you know, so my kids got one at home, and you know, he would walk around the house with it. And he would he had a little lantern. He would swing the little lantern, like <laughs> you know. So it it made a mark, and it was something that like I think was really identifiable, and it was something different. I thought it was really yeah, neat. One of my favorite moments, I think, when I was up there was they had all these little kids wearing the lamb masks and singing. Mm-hmm. We got the whole world in your oh, hands right. as, a, as, yeah. a, as, a, as a choir. Yes. And I thought that was the coolest yeah. like visual because it mm-hmm. was like, hey, if, if I wouldn't have brought that mask that yeah. day or right. if Linda wouldn't have bought the mask that day, then all these kids wouldn't be singing this creepy song yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the that. setting. That really so good. it was just kind of like, you know, like our look and everything mm-hmm. about us was all, you know, it's a victim of like just un- circumstances and events that just led up to something which you can't you couldn't have planned for it just it just happened right very good very good so i wanted to ask you you had you had a pretty serious injury in like what 2018 right i've Um, had quite a few yeah well i remember you it was your you tore your bicep right this was uh summer so yeah yes so um was that the most serious injury you've had, or was that... The most serious injury I had was my right rotator cuffs. I had two of the four heads of the rotator cuff oh, uh, wow. go out on me, which, you know, I took a, wow. I took a, a, a one of those uh, TDTs from uh, Orton, and I think it tore it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, but then, you know, you, with this business, you keep working mm-hmm. right. and working and working. And then I think I, I was working Apollo Cruise for a three-day loop, and uh, after the match, I think I did something with Kane, too. And uh, mm. I uh, I did something on the third day of that loop where during the beginning of the match, I think I gave, gave him a shoulder tackle, mm-hmm. and my arm just went limp. Mm. And then it came back to me during the match. I was able to finish the, the mm-hmm. match, and when I got to the back, it just started getting really warm. And, yeah. you know, I, by the next morning, I couldn't even raise my hand at all. Mm. And I was like, yep, yeah, I think I need to, you know, go see a doctor. Mm-hmm. And they wow. didn't send me to a doctor no we were in a big town i remember i was really oh, wow. upset about this they couldn't find a doctor to get an mri and i was like are you kidding oh my me? gosh really so uh <laughs> i did they wanted me to do like a backstage on that show mm-hmm. and then the next day i f- had to fly <laughs> to back home to get an mri even though i knew i needed to just have surgery mm-hmm. right. and then because when you know you know right mm-hmm. and yeah you know what you can work through and you know what you can't. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, things just go out. And, yeah, I was really upset. I went back home. I got an MRI in a smaller town than I was <laughs> in. And then uh, a day later, they gave me travel to go down to have surgery. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the most painful of surgeries. But, yeah, yeah. toward the bicep, SummerSlam. That was mm-hmm. the, the end of the Bludgeon Brothers almost. Yeah. But two days later, I wrestled, you know, another match to give up the title. So, and, and wow. that was another, was it main event? I think it was a street fight with New Day. Mm. So they beat a one-armed man. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. But, you know, that's, but that's what Kofi and, you know, Big E and Woods yeah. do. They just prey on the, the weak ones. <laughs> You mentioned at the beginning, kind of like when the releases happen. That's the weirdest thing. Is someone's? I, I'm, you know, I'm as 50 years old. I've been a wrestling fan since I was eight. But it, it's in the, like the last 10 or 15 years. It seems like 
it's where they, that you can just be on TV and then you're just gone. You mm -hmm. know, they just it's the craziest thing there. I guess it's just, you know, it, yeah. things change from week to week. It's just the weirdest thing for oh, some. Oh, it's it's weird. Like you know, like I feel bad for people. I can feel bad for myself all I want. But right. Why do that? I got other things I can do. I got other things I can I can uh, motivate myself. You know, to, to yeah. do what I want. Another shameless plug. Uh, you can uh, check out Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount Plus, um, where I play the character of Big Beard. Yes, okay. so you have to watch the whole season to that's see a, me. That's a show. That's but a, I but I have Paramount. a little character okay. arc. But yes. Okay. So you're doing a lot of getting a lot of a lot of acting now. I guess and just doing the indies don't, and appearances. Don't jinx me, man. All <laughs> right. <laughs> I I, ju I just do the the shameless plugs. Right. Okay. Uh, but uh, I want people to know that uh, you're when you get released from a company. There's, it's not just wrestling that people need to fall back on. You can fall back on anything you want. Right. You, you got there for a reason, mm -hmm. and you're dedicated enough to get to somewhere. Like so, like take other things you're passionate about and be, dedicate your life to that as well. Mm -hmm. Like to me, it's like there's no reason you can't have both. Right. If yeah. you're under contract with somebody, I get it. It's kind of yeah. hard to have both. Yeah. But uh, you can't be advertised for a pay-per-view and then be gone for two months filming to film or something. Right. But, uh, yeah, man, you're right, though. A lot of people, you know, nowadays not getting a fair shake at all. Like, And, and even, like, you can say, you know, some guys don't get a fair shake. But, like, you know, if you get a, you get a good ten years up there, I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's that's. Mm -hmm good like, yeah you can't yeah. really complain about that but some of these guys you know they're up there for less than a cup of coffee I, like carrying cross or that's the weirdest yeah. thing they're, they're the weirdest ones like, that one but, but yeah. it's 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 weird because you know they're they're given this persona in nxt well nxt is you know, as much as it tries to be a third brand it's, it wasn't a third brand right and i think that's where the thing went people get comfortable or whatever and they think that that's what it's going to be i mean you look at uh dijak who like I always have good things to say about him. He worked for I, us a lot. I, yeah, I always, I always, I always liked the way he worked. He's a guy I wanted to to work with, um, but he's had to roll with the punches, and now he's T Bar, and you know, maybe next week he'll be something else. But he's being used, mm -hmm. and if you're being used, just make the best of every opportunity you can, because that's what wrestling is. It's right. just opportunities and. Every now and then you're giving a, you're giving some sort of shot, so you know I went through lots of different peaks and valleys, but mm -hmm. I was they all led to something. Right. Whether whether it was a short single stint with Roman, because it, it's hard to get opportunities, so you got to be patient too. Yeah, just, absolutely. Just scratch and claw, and then hope for the best. Otherwise, scratch and claw for the next uh, endeavor. Yeah. A lot of scratching, a lot of clawing. Yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate your time. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask you something you kind of mentioned about having time to do other things, like, you know, filming movies. I had read somewhere you also have musical interests too, correct? Like, is that a hobby or is that something you're going to... Oh, no. You know, I, do... I, is I, that a pursuit? I just enjoy watching music. I enjoy listening to music. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? So, okay. like, me... me You'll catch me at any kind of show, any kind of concert, any kind of metal show that's in town. If I'm wrestling or if I'm acting, if something's going on in that town, I will be there. Nice. Because I am a fan. All right. 
I love concerts. I I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show. I've been to like 250, and that was the thing I missed most about like when everything shut down with the pandemic was that live crowd experience. Like, you know, I'm dating myself here, but I used to in the summers go on tour. You know, I'd follow the Grateful Dead. <laughs> you know, like I love that whole community that you get from concerts and things like that. So, you know, I had, like, I had played music in, like, elementary school and middle school, but, like, mm-hmm. I would consider myself just a connoisseur of music. Like, I just like that live, you know, feeling and hanging out with people. I can't believe so. I'm sitting next to a deadhead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, no, I liked all different kinds. That's the thing. I would, in the same summer, I might go see, I might have gone to see The Grateful Dead and Metallica. You know, like I have really wide interests. Now, now, are you are you too young for Janis Joplin? Well, she w- she died in 1971 before I was born. Thank you. Um, Just making sure. <laughs> so, making yes. Sure. However, I did spend a lot of time listening to her in high school. <laughs> so yeah. But uh, well, I got I, I got one real quick. Um, big horror movie fan. Big horror movie fan. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but but see. The, you, you gotta ask. Well, what's your favorite? And oh, I'm and, that, and, then, and then I'll I leave. It, and then I'll leave it on that. You ask me my favorite horror movie, I'll tell you. But I need to know yours first. I mean, there are so many to choose from. You can only pick one. Uh, probably The Omen. All right, creepy, creepy, Carrie. Yes. How <laughs> oh, the Halloween series? Yeah, but which one? Because I, I, out of that series, my favorite would be Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, which you would laugh at. But I would I, say, that's the, you I, really, I, was that I, your favorite I, one? I, I, really? I would fight you over it because it's <laughs> it's it's great. But uh, which one of the series? The series, the, the original one, the Halloween one, the first Halloween, yeah, the yeah. first Halloween. All right, and then I would say Texas Chainsaw Two is my favorite because it it Two? has it has gore. Okay. It has comedy and it has crazy ass Dennis Hopper, and that's how okay. I want to finish this interview. Crazy <laughs> ass <laughs> cocaine using Dennis Hopper. That is valid. That's <laughs> very good. Well, we appreciate your time. We All get right. you out of here. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Thanks and for joining us. Fuel the MCW cast by visiting buymeacoffee.com/slash MCWcast, and for just three dollars, you can buy the cast a coffee. Or you can choose to become a member of the cast for just $5 a month and get several additional perks. That's buymeacoffee.com slash mcwcast. Wow, what an interesting conversation that was. And again, Tara, I know I bought it up in the past. It's so interesting to find all of the people with the acting chops, with the musical chops that found their way and carved a path into pro wrestling and and made huge strides in it as well. Right. I love that... um, Eric was talking about, you know, his love of horror movies and yeah. his involvement in them. And it was making me think um, one of my favorite bands, the Foo Fighters, which I know I brought up before. I'm excited to go see them live. They just made a horror movie as well that is out. And I just think it's so cool to see people, you know, that we associate with one genre or one type of performance, you know, try something that they're passionate about. And I just think it's really neat to see that crossover. And that, that, I, I enjoyed that episode because um – being in, being a promoter um, and being involved in wrestling 30 years, there's a lot of people I know a lot of background stuff about, and then there's people I know nothing about, mm-hmm. even though like they made it to that level, mm-hmm. and I literally knew nothing about them. So I, I was interested, like the, the horror movies, yeah. and that, that's mine and my daughter's thing is the horror movies. Um, yeah, that was neat. I, mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot. I, I knew absolutely nothing about him going into this. And you know, the 
there wasn't a ton about him on the internet. Like when right. I was doing a little bit of research real quick, I mean, there was, before we had him down here, there wasn't a ton of, you know, controversy. There wasn't, you know, um, a whole lot that I knew either. So it was really interesting to get to hear him share some things that he was passionate about and kind of his whole story. And um, some of the stuff that we didn't have on the, um, the segment with him, but we were talking about on the break was, um, he was in FCW when one of our own was there, uh, Pat Brink. Oh. Right. And we were talking about that. Of course, he was known as Calvin Rains back then. That's um, right. Yeah, so we were catching up and kind of talking about that. And he had asked if, um, you know, Pat Brink was going to be on the, the shows this weekend as well. So I yeah. just thought that was a neat little connection that, you know, we, he had yeah. this connection to somebody that we have a connection to. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yes. one of the best parts about doing our podcast and having our I guests know. is to find out, like, you know, bro, we had a few times. I didn't even know I was there for his first match, but... <laughs> You know, I was there all those years ago. So unearthing those connections and kind of uh, Mm -hmm. that learning-based discovery about who these guys are behind the character is uh, just one of the biggest benefits of tuning in each and every week. That's right. And with that said, we're going to conclude this episode of the MCW Cast, and we'll see you right back here next Tuesday for another exciting edition of the MCW Cast. You make me happy.